Why join the Navy when you can be a pirate? And we're back and we're doing UK Indie this week. Like we actually said, I think this is the first time we actually do what we said from last week. Unless yeah. you put some side trance and you're just going to play side trance. Uh, look, I could sneak some... I did contemplate just sneaking in a few raucous records to mess up your indie set, Gideon. Oh, thank you very much. But so, um, no, I'm not going to do that, actually. No, nah, well, this week, uh, I really love UK indie. I think it's a really class episode. A lot of UK music, I think, influences what I listen to. I know it's a big influence for you. Um, but the origins of it, like we can talk about the greats of like Pink Floyd, Talking Heads, Cream, but... This year, this one I, I really enjoy because it's a bit deeper. It's, mine picks a bit more modern. I got one, one record you'd definitely know. But how do you feel about this one, Louis? Uh, well, yeah, this week it's probably the first time in a long time all of my artists are all current, current recording artists. Well done. Um, yeah, I was, no, that's usually a bit of a, a challenge for me to do that because I, 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 I kind of refrain from buying, you know, strict sort of like lots of music and like current music in one genre. I'm sort of jumping. I jump back through like old jazz, bit of current jazz artists. Oh, for sure. Maybe let's talk about, I want to talk about a little bit of the history of it all. Cause like history the UK the- scene went through such a weird patch, right? Like it went through that like Ramones, the punk, and then went into, you got their grunge there. And then it became into like this, I don't know, punk rock. And then indie came along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I think it all sort of stemmed from the 70s, um, bit of a growth from that 70s and 80s transition in England where you sort of had that, um, that, that mix of a lot of black immigrants kind of coming in in, in a working class stature, um, mixing with like, you know, white culture as well. And they did like a big like record swap, like all the kids would like swap their records, um, you know, like between like jazz and reggae. So all of a sudden you had like this, um, you know, all these young British kids growing up with like Jamaican reggae and African beats. And then I think that is what started to influence stuff like the ska movement, a bit of dance hall, um, reggae and Rocksteady and then I think that then started to transgress like into like the punk. Yeah, and then the riots like Brixton and yeah, um, especially those Brixton riots where I remember I was walking, I was in London maybe a month ago and I'm walking down Brixton and I see this street and it's called Electric Avenue and I look up the song to see if there's a correlation and you know that song goes down onto Electric Avenue. Yeah. And that's about all the riots in 1981 in Brixton. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, London calling from the underground and that sort of. Exactly, and then towards the end of the 1980s, the 90s, it was all about the rave culture and all these underground uh, raves popping up all over uh, London. What do you should actually do to find out where it was because there's no mobile phones back then. So you used to go to a telephone, you had to call a certain number that would tell you where it is and you have to go there and it looked like no one then. You'll just ask some guy, be like, hey, are you going there? Where are you going? And the guy goes, oh, it's that way. And they all just, you know, some covering this huge rave. Yeah, well, they said that, um, I, th- I think a rumour has it that um – yeah, in the 90s, a lot of British, yeah, raves bought out all the old 70s and 80s like New York underground clubs like The Basement um, and like Paradise Garage. Studio 54. Yeah. Yeah, so those sound systems are, and what well, I think now that sound system for Paradise Garage is currently at the Ministry of Sound. Obviously, UK music has been such a prominent figure in the last 30, 40 years especially. Oh, yeah, British Indian music is just like an absolute worldwide power. Yeah, now. and also obviously we have to, Probably mentioned the Beatles and Abbey Road. Yeah. One night I was just walking home with Sam and we're going down London on the way back to his place. And like we're just, we're not in here walking home and we're like, might as well just walk. Like, fuck taking this, but the bus or the tube, it's late at night, they hardly come. So we start walking and literally like we're part walking, like, oh, this looks familiar. And it's literally Abbey Road. And we like, it's like 4, 3 a.m. in the midnight, no cars at all. 
It's pretty funny. It's like so nice having that heritage of music just yeah. around the streets. You don't really get that in Melbourne as much. Like, well, the Beatles. No, obviously, there's no Australian band bigger than Beatles, but yeah, there are still a few iconic, um, iconic venues around Melbourne. Like, you know, I think the Rolling Stones played at the Corner Hotel, um, Cherry Bar as well. Yeah, but there's no homegrown. Like the biggest, like ACDC, would probably be the biggest rock legends here. But there's they're not. Yeah. Depends. I don't know. See, I like. I know quite a bit of that sixties and seventies, like big bands, like big Australian bands that were like big nationally, not maybe not internationally, but um, like that seventies, like the Australian psych movements, like huge. Like oh, for sure. Matt Taylor and um, like on Mushroom Records and the Aztec label as well, um, and Melbourne played a pretty big part in that. Like the Sunbury Woodstock Festival, there was their own little, you know, home. Yeah. Ode to. Oh, to last week. So just yeah, the Woodstock. Yeah, well, if we want to talk Woodstock, the artist, how many UK artists played at Woodstock? Yeah, it's quite, well, the Who? Yeah, right? <laughs> no, was, I think there was actually quite a few, but... Yeah, there's a couple. We're, we're done. We're not talking about Woodstock. Yeah. If, you want to, if you want to listen to Woodstock, go last week and listen to what we are just released. Uh, we're Moving talking about the UK scene in. now. So the records I picked, I actually, I'm like, uh, maybe you, Lewis, but I actually bought them in London. I... Um, <laughs> Yes, Gideon, we know I've not done any international record shopping. I've had stuff shipped over, yeah. but no, I've not done a crowdfunded <laughs> record trip. No, it's all right. I uh, say I'm really committed to the podcast. So I'll travel around for you. So when I was in uh, anyway, when I was in London, I uh, was had an afternoon. I was just walking around like the Shoreditch area and there's a few record stores around there that I looked up and we walked in there and it was a weird record store because they had a basement of like the $2 chucks and like your reused ones and you could listen to those. But upstairs they had all, that's where all the new and all the LPs were. But if they were more than 10 pounds, you couldn't, um, you had to take it downstairs. They had to get the record from their back shelf and you have to take it downstairs to listen to it. And you're just like, fuck that. I just want to like know if I like this or not. Like it's such an effort just to listen to a song. So the ones I bought were just like ones that I thought I would like and Obviously, there's one band that you'll know that I bought and it's just like, yeah, no shit. And they're pretty fucking good. But the other two bands um, are called uh, The Triggers and The Japanese House. Both UK indie bands, both modern, both recent releases. And I guess I'm playing my three records first then. I guess you are. Now that you've been t- talking about them and then we'll probably get into mine. It's probably a fair transition, I think. Yeah, we'll start it. I think we'll start it slow and then we'll build up to you because you've got some... Oh, no, most of my stuff will be pretty... Like, I'm not playing any any punk as much as I would love to. <laughs> Save that for a little uh, time. Mate, I would go... If I went to London, I would just go ham on British punk. All right, well, let's, uh, let's just play it. Oh uh-huh. 
Yeah, so that's, some, that's an introduction to UK Indian, that big one. Well, look, the big one I played was uh, Talking Heads. But you, indie means independent, so... Or was it Radiohead? Sorry, my bad, it was Radiohead. Yeah, good catch, Louis. I was, talking, I was thinking of something else. What I was saying, though, Louis, it was like the UK indie means UK independent labels, right? It's from the 1970s, these big labels that people couldn't get on, so they started just doing themselves, homegrown, and then put it out, this kind of music, and then that became its own genre. So UK indie came from independent labels, and now that's just UK indie music. So even though the radio radiohead are quite big, I wouldn't call them independent. <laughs> no, yeah. but once upon a time they were. <laughs> yeah, well, I think like a lot of my artists that I'm playing are on small labels as well and self-released. Um, yeah, like they're not, you know, they're not. Well, maybe one of them is kind of like a current global super sensation, but they sort of come and go a bit. Oh, for sure. And it depends if they have the word "they" in front of them, like you know, like the Hives, the Kooks, the White Stripes, the Vines, the Ramones. Yeah, the yeah. Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> The Japanese house, the yeah. band I played before. The specials. <laughs> it's a real, uh, is that a real UK thing? Because like the, all... the Pink Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> the Radiohead. <laughs> the Cream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Beatles. No, I said that. We said that. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's, I feel like it's a theme of the UK. Like you can't just be someone. You have to be the people. Like, yeah, mate. It's just the I wonder if that was like for a whole like, um, you know, people had taken the, the word or the word was appropriated in another format. So they're just like, well, I'm just going to put like the in front of it. Yeah, it's probably just cool once upon a time and it's stuck. But it's funny because it's like the Facebook. And just began. Yeah. But then there was like that whole thing in um, like Funk and Soul, um, you know, it was like James Brown and his famous flames. It was like someone in the somethings. And the famous, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's funny how every genre maybe has its own little niche thing that they have in there. Yeah, or like, yeah, like, you know, pull a line out of the Blues Brothers, like Mervyn the Magic Tones. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Anyway, so yeah, UK Indie, what, uh, what have you got for us? Well, I'm going to start with... Um, the Supreme. I, you know, I was just thinking, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I could have played a few acts that I've, that I've seen in the flesh before, um, but, but I'm going to play one act that I have seen in the flesh. The Rolling Stones? No, <laughs> mate, I fucking wish I'd seen the Rolling Stones in the flesh. Um I'm just saying bands with thee. Sorry, I got yeah. caught up on that, on that one. Like <laughs> tip them out of jars of formaldehyde and onto stage. Yeah. Yeah, so the first I the, yeah, the the first band or well, he is a band. Well, actually no, he's he's like a he's like a Kevin Parker kind of person. I think he writes and produces all the music himself, but obviously tours with a band. Um He's called Archie, but he's otherwise known as I forget his last name. Anyway, he's otherwise known as King Cruel. And his first album Borderline, and then his second album, The Ooze, I really got into like heavily, sort of like a bit grungy, a bit spoken word, but like also sort of like jazzy. Um, and the three, yeah, they're sort of like I was, um, the three acts that I'm going to play kind of all work well together because I think they've all got sort of that underlying bit of jazz influence in some respect. But yes, yeah, so the first two records, King Cruel and then Tomish, they both play together a bit. Yeah, Tomish yeah. is like probably the, one of the biggest UK indie artists out there right now, I reckon. What'd you say? Jürgen, he's one of the biggest UK indie bands. Like, I haven't heard him Tom get is. around on like everyone's lips as much as really? I feel like you're implying. I don't, as in, when I think of UK indie, I think of his sound. Yeah, okay. If that makes sense. More than like King Krull, if that. Yeah, well, yeah, King Krull I think is a bit more of like a, an acquired taste. But I saw him at Golden Plains. Um, absolutely loved him. Like, it's fantastic. I wish I went to see him at the Croxton as well for his tour. That was a regret. We'll get him next time. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I'll play, I know a lot of people haven't really got around this album as much as some of the previous work, but the Arctic Monkeys latest edition, 
to their discography called Tranquility Base Hotel where Alex Turner just wrote an album that he would imagine get would get played in a hotel on the moon called Tranquility Base Hotel. So it's hotel moon music. Nice. Well, let's listen to it. All right. Let's do it.
Like a bit different to yours. Yeah, well, besides the Arctic Monkey, monkey you didn't play the King Quill or the Mish. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked it. It's all, it's a broad, UK Indie is kind of a broad term, I guess. Yeah, it is. It sort of like all stems from that. Um, it's kind of... Like the do-it-yourself kind of band. Yeah, yeah. And there was that whole, 
you know when like this, like I don't know. Whenever I think indie music, my brain just like is synonymous. 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 My brain is just synonymously synonymous. 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 Welcome to the Spelling Bee Podcast. Anemone. <laughs> Synemone. Anyways, yeah. Anyway, Wait, what's a synonymous with? Fuck off. You're going to melt my brain, kids. Um, I think of like the whole, I don't really want to plug this radio station because I sort of got a vendetta against them. But you know that really popular. 107.6? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't know. That's PBS. 107.5, mate. <laughs> no, PBS 106.7. Yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not PBS. They're fine. No, that other one, 107.5. Ah, okay. I got you. Yeah. I was like, what's, what's wrong with PBS? I love PBS. No, no, no. That one that does a countdown every year. Um, okay, yeah. So the thing is with um, independent music, I think what you're alluding to is Australian music is, so, I think the independent scene in the world, Australia is leading the way in this. Yeah. Like some of the biggest bands probably in that space, like Taylor yeah, Carter, Angus sort of and Julia Stone. A but then you've also got like all these bands like the Jezebels and London Grammar um, and even the XX are kind of in that I sort of Yeah, they're a bit more electronic. I know what you mean though. Yeah, but they all sort of tour within that same kind of, um, you know, within that realm of like independent artists. For sure. But like I bet you like I think the biggest hit probably the last 10 years came from a, like Gotcha, somebody I used to know. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. that's a, that's as indie as you can get. Yeah. Right? Like literally like the person, funny story with it. So like- Did you listen to any of his like early stuff, like Hearts a Mess? And- yeah, actually I liked a lot of yeah, his stuff. Same. So like when he was recording that song, he was trying to get um, the singer to perform on it and she bailed last minute. So Kimbra? He, no, no, before Kimbra. He had someone else in mind. Oh, okay. And Kimbra just happened to be around when he was recording this song and she's, she was like, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do the, I'll help you out with this one. Yeah. And then that song just fucking exploded and they oh. both like- her career broke, was the, broke the radio. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like a guy and a guitar. That's all Has it takes. Has he done anything since then? Oh, he made it. I think he released Science another album that was million. good and now he's become pretty much irrelevant. Like not irrelevant, but like I haven't heard of his um, most recent stuff after his, the album after yeah. that one. I was also, I was actually like massive into the Temper Trap as well. I really enjoyed some of their stuff. I saw them live quite a bit. And Boy and Bear, it's like that whole Australian Yeah, like I would, music I remember the lineup of Splendor in the Grass in tw- 2012 and everyone there was just like, you You were just like, if you were at any other festival, you'd get so many accolades. But here, it's just like, you're just another name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also the niche scene, I guess, if you um, are into all the yeah, it stuff. Is. But it's nearly, that sort of style of music, it's nearly like, uh, I feel, you know, you can't be like, oh, that's definitely like British or yeah, oh, no, that's like an Australian band. It's sort of that group. They all sort of sing. Um, it's nearly got a sim- very similar treatment. The thing of why I say Australian artists are very indie because we don't have such a big music scene. Like we don't have the big labels here as much as all around the world. Like you can't no. compare it to the British music scene. Like even some of the bigger labels here are still independent labels. Like Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they like they release stuff and then most of them only go on vinyls or a handful of online sales and stuff like that. And then they- A lot of the Australian like the Australian vinyl that I buy is definitely independent. Yeah. Know, exactly. Where like if this was a, and- like Small in like the UK is not small, like you know, no, it's still huge. And America, the same, and yeah, there are places like, where they're pressing, like you know, for the small side, it's like 10,000 records. Whereas, you know, like the, the rookies are just about to release and their second album and their first run of pressing is like 150 copies, like it's nothing. That's pretty independent, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's their origin of the say, of the UK, of, yeah. yeah, of indie music is independent music. But it's taking its own genre in itself, so that's what it's kind of alluded to. It's kind yeah. of like Motown, like Motown started with a record label and, and became, then became its own genre. genre. Yeah, which I, like I really like that transition from. Which like, you can listen you to know. in our previous um, podcast. I did that one with Nathan Eisenberg. Without you, just to catch up, Louis, on that one. <laughs> but yeah, what you were saying? Sorry. 
Uh, no, I think I'm done, actually. <laughs> You're done? No? Yeah, yeah I'm done. Nothing more to say. No, it's interesting when you're comparing independent labels from around the world because even like, I don't know, there's a, a band called... Um, Do you have a favourite independent label? Ooh, no, I don't. It's so hard because like, they're so independent. Like They're so hit and miss. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Do you have any? Yeah, I've got a joint favourites. Which one? Um, Coal Mine Records from Ohio. Oh, yeah. The Soul label and uh, Flightless Records from Melbourne. Nice. Which is King Gizzard and Lizard Wizards. No, so like different, I guess the independent, not indie though. Do you know the difference? Do you get that? Yeah. I wouldn't call King Gizzard indie music. No, no, no. But I guess my question was like an independent label. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I was just like, what, just wanted to Yeah, but they have put out like some, you know, on that label, they've released like some indie stuff. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like it's hard to get independent labels that put out indie music consistently. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't think I could actually probably off the top of my head be like, yeah, yeah, that's an indie label. Like that music puts out like indie music. Like that's Australian at least anyway. Yeah, so close enough. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. Well, maybe we'll have our own festival. Just fill it with indie artists. <laughs> well, maybe. Who knows? Anyways. All right. Well, that was our uh, All right, well, what are we, journey on indie and UK indie. What are we promising for next week? I don't know. Glam metal? I've been waiting to do that for so long. Yeah, I know. I just have zero glam metal. <laughs> Ever since I saw the dirt of... Um, by the, the movie on Motley Crue and then read up. Um, yeah. <laughs> those stories are fucking insane. Yeah. All right. Let's give it a go. Let's. We'll do something oh, hard, hard, rock hard, or... hard and heavy next week. We can go back to electronic. There's so much we can do yeah. in that area. Yeah. I mean, Gideon doesn't want to do reggae because he's got no reggae albums and I've got like 10. Do you want to do a hard techno? How would you go with that one? Probably got like... Zero. Well, I used to have a full crate of hard style. <laughs> hard style. <laughs> no, I don't think I can Melbourne shuffle anymore. No, neither. I don't think I ever could in the first place. That's why I dropped that crate at Savers. <laughs> exactly. Where it belongs. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. See you, listeners. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to pick up those records, head to the Salvos. If not, if you want to tell us your favorite genre that we should be playing, message yeah. us at info at about-blank.co. Shout out to the people who have. Um, if you have any song requests, uh, send them through. Yeah. If you've got a genre request as well, or you want a style of podcast, you know, style of music for us to dip into for you guys, let us know. And on that note, Bye. Bye.